Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, good people. Welcome to our show. By the way, I don't want to discriminate bad people. Welcome to our show as well. Anyone you know who want to learn more about partnerships, how you can grow your uh, marketing campaigns, results to get sales, you need to listen or watch this episode until the end. I'm excited to discuss this topic with Matt Wool. How are you? I'm doing well. Great to be here. Yeah, it's a big pleasure. I found your profile on LinkedIn. You have extended experience. Before we start, just tell more about your experience, background, and why you decided to share with us about partnerships. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I'm the CEO of Acceleration Partners. We are the largest partnership market marketing agency in the world. Uh, so we focus on affiliate marketing and performance-based influencer marketing for uh, lots of brands, uh, you know, everything from smaller growth stage companies all the way up to Target and Home Depot, Marriott. Uh, we operate globally. So we've got folks in the US, Europe, uh, Australia, Singapore, uh, Mexico, mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I've been in this space for over 10 years. And uh, you know, it, it's evolved a lot and I think has really become uh, a pretty interesting marketing area uh, that, that a lot more companies are, are getting involved in. Mm -hmm. Nice. Uh, you know, it's interesting that I get a bunch of emails every single day about partnership. Most of them are templates, you know, nothing mm -hmm. special without any value. Can you tell how to fight the right partnerships, you know, or uh, to build this uh, cooperation? Because in most cases, we get just templates. I don't mm -hmm. believe them. I distrust. I want to skip them, remove, uh, move to <laughs> spam filter because, yeah, uh, what kind of value can I get from that? How to find the right way uh, who uh, can uh, accept my partnerships if I have some interesting proposition to personalize this message and go ahead with that. Yeah, so it's a, it's a problem. But I think what I would uh, say is that, you know, if you really want to build a true partnership, you know, you have to be able to to show something of value, right? Because the point of a, of a partnership is that it's a win-win arrangement, right? But e yeah. each partner is getting something of value. And, uh, you know, too often um, affiliate programs or partnership programs, they'll just send something out and, and they're, not, they're actually really not articulating the value in any way. And a lot of times it's because the company that's sending it out uh, may not actually have something super valuable to share, right? And they're not, they're not mm -hmm. thinking about it in a win-win in a way. So, uh, you know, our approach has always been really taking the time and investing the resources to be very articulate around uh, around the messaging, be really clear about why there, there's a positive value proposition for a partner, um, and and also to, to take the time to actually build the relationship, right? Um, partner, uh, par well, partnerships are about relationships, but a lot of times companies kind of forget that and, and they try to just go really uh, automated or one-to-many. While that may work in, in certain places, ultimately to have really valuable partnerships, you have to actually build a relationship. And sometimes that means getting on the phone with someone versus a template email. Sometimes that means uh, uh, using multiple types of communication. Sometimes that means customizing communication, uh, which can take time and energy, but it, it yields better results in our opinion. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, can you tell more about building relationships? Uh, I understand today, uh, if you want to grow, you need to build these relationships. But uh, how to do this, the first step? Because uh, uh, in most cases, we get uh, a lot of spam, you know, everywhere, uh, on LinkedIn, yeah. on email, everywhere. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I have the habit to move everything to spam uh, if I can't get attention from uh, one, two seconds. You know, I just have a, a few seconds to check it out. If I see it's template, I can, you know, I, I, by the way, I can feel it. You know, it, yeah. it smells like template. Uh, can you tell more about personalization and building real relationships? Yeah, I think what it comes down to is really starting with quality over quantity, right? So mm-hmm. if you are trying to build the initial relationship, you're going to be much better off taking the time to identify people or, or other companies, partners that you believe will be a good fit as a partner. Take the time to understand who they are, what their business is, and then go through that process of, of personalization, whether it's may, maybe it's sending an email as well as a LinkedIn note, as well as a a piece of actual mail (laughs) to their address, right? (laughs) Things that we don't do anymore. Um, But but to your point, because that initial template email is going to get thrown out, right? Anything that you can do to show that you actually took the time to understand who they are and why you believe they're a good fit, that's going to go a long way. But ultimately, in order to do that, you have to say, I'm probably not going to be able to send out you know, a thousand uh, of these, I may be able to send out 10 or 20 or 50 of them. But because they're higher quality, I think I'm going to get a higher yield and a higher return and actually build those relationships. So if you start there, uh, to me, that that's the best place to go. So many companies make the mistake of, of starting with quantity versus quality. I, I personally tell clients, like, I would much rather you have 10 really good partners than 100 mediocre partners. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and put the time and energy into into finding and harvesting the, those ten. And so I think if you do that, then you, you can start to get around some of these problems. I think yeah, sometimes it's better to have one partner <laughs> who exactly. can help. Than we have a lot others. of clients who have built their business by finding one really good partner, right? And then later <laughs> yeah. they, they can they can build it out. But if you're yeah, if you're I try to find that one and don't worry about the thousand others. Uh, tell more about your customers. For example, uh, they reach out to you and tell, uh, I need to find the right partnership. Uh, please help me with that because I have some problems that I can't decide. Because, you know, in most cases, for example, uh, I think companies are looking for, get, for getting sales uh, to get uh, and pay for, uh, I don't know, for any services or uh, other uh, things. Uh, can you tell more about uh, this thing? That means you don't need to pay. You need to share some benefits uh, that you can bring to others. Uh, how to divide these benefits? Because, for example, if uh, we are going to uh, divide our revenue, so we need to find the right ratio. Can you tell more about that? About yeah. So, so our our clients come to us uh, through a variety of ways, but most of them come to us through. Um, either demand generation marketing on our part, where we are putting out uh, really good content that is speaking to their aspirations and pain points, right? Uh, uh, It comes through that or it comes through uh, referrals or kind of our ecosystem, right? So so those are both ways that that, that we get most of our clients coming to us. Um, A lot of them are either running partnership programs on their own or with another agency and and they're not getting that return that you're talking about, right? So mm-hmm. our first step that we always go through is we do a 
uh, an audit essentially of their program. We review their strategy, we review their existing partners, and we build a model that says, if you uh, move your program to us and you know, here are the attendant costs, we believe that the outcome over the course of six to 12 months will be X, right? And a lot of the time that X is a much better return than they're getting now because we're able to bring in uh, new partners that we have a relationship with as an agency. We're able to gain scale with existing partners uh, and we're able to, to optimize in ways that they're not able to with the more limited resources internally. Um, and so based on that model, then people can say, okay, that, that return makes sense. Um, generally speaking, our clients tell us that the return on ad spend they get from their partnership programs, uh, affiliate in particular, uh, usually is the is the the highest of any of their of their paid uh, channels. So um, it, it's generally a better return than they get on paid search or programmatic or social or anything else. Mm -hmm. uh, how to differentiate uh, partnerships or from affiliate marketing? Uh, because yeah. you know, for example, yeah. Yeah, so, so so uh, so we see partnerships as the umbrella, right? Mm -hmm. And then affiliate marketing is a type of partnership. Uh, influencer marketing is a type of partnership. There can be other types of partnerships as well. So we see it as, as an umbrella term uh, that covers a lot of different things. Um, essentially, for us, the kind of partnerships that we're talking about are partnerships that can be uh, tracked and uh, are generally paid on some kind of performance basis. Uh, and that um, where there's a, a transparency, right? Where where both partners are understand what's going on, they're able to see how they're doing, mm -hmm. uh, and there's an actual relationship. So you know, it's not not a black box on either side of that relationship. So when we're talking about partnership marketing, that's what we're talking about. But obviously, you know, affiliate is one flavor; influencer can be another flavor. Mm -hmm. uh, do you help to unite two partners uh, or you take part in the process, for example, uh, to cooperate in the long run? Because, uh, yeah, it's interesting. For example, uh, I can imagine that uh, I have partnerships with some companies or, uh, I don't know, web developers, any anyone. Yeah. And uh, uh, do you continue the process helping them uh, to build these relationships, to connect with each each other's or you just help to find them yeah so we, we we do all of it right so mm -hmm. um most of our clients right one of the biggest things that they want to do is find new partners so we do a lot of work on helping them find and source new partners um but to your point to open the show right there's a, a difference between finding them and getting them to be to join your program and become an active partner right so there's a lot of work that goes into onboarding and uh what we call activation right getting them to actually do something um and then uh and then we also are working to help you know uh, develop campaigns um uh you know uh, execute those campaigns analytics uh fraud monitoring which is is a real mm -hmm. thing compliance right uh reporting all the operational stuff on the other side so it goes it, it really runs the gamut um but you know you can't have a strong partnership program without you know at least at some level going out and trying to find new partners along the way Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have the question, uh, by the way, a very tricky question. <laughs> Please conclude uh, that either partnership or affiliate is the best. <laughs> it's it's like, you know, to ask uh, SEO is better than uh, social media or <laughs> content marketing. Yeah, yeah but, <laughs> there's no answer to that question. Uh, but uh, as I was kind of saying before, like affiliate is a kind of partnership. So they're not two different things. 
Um, but you know, most of our clients are looking to do all of these. You know, they're trying to do multiple different kinds of partnerships, especially affiliate and and influencer. Um, uh, so yeah, I don't think it's a matter of best. It it just yeah, you, you need you need different tools in your toolbox, and it also will depend on your uh, on your business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I found your book. It's called "Why Partnerships Are the Future of Marketing." Can you yes. tell uh, about the title of this book? Why you you think yeah. it, it's the future? Yeah, so we see it as the future because um, uh, you know the trend over the last several years has been that uh, uh, paid traffic, especially through Google and through Facebook, um, has the prices have gone up dramatically. Right, every quarter you see that Facebook's average. Uh, prices have gone up. Google CPCs have gone up uh, X percentage. And over the last you know number of years, what we've seen is that companies, uh, their margins have really started to erode because their cost of acquisition through those channels have, have increased dramatically. Um, the analogy that we like to make to people is you would never take your 401k, right, your retirement uh, portfolio and invest it in just one or two stocks. So why are you investing your entire company's you know, paid budget into just one or two channels where you're frankly at their mercy because they're setting the prices. So we're not advocating that people stop buying Facebook ads or stop buying Google ads, right? They're still uh, uh, very viable channels in a lot of different ways. But with partnership marketing, there are, there are several big differences. You, um, you actually are the one generally who gets to determine the price you want to pay, right? If you set up a partnership program, you can say to your affiliates, hey, we're paying 10% of a sale or $100 for a lead, right? You set that price as opposed to Google or Facebook telling you what the price is going to be. Um, also, you're paying it on performance. So, you, so, you, so you're paying that out usually after you've gotten the lead, right? Or after you've gotten the sale. Um, and, and thirdly, uh, you, know, you get to control what's happening in that, in that channel and you get to control the, you know, which partners you want to be working with. So there's a level of control there. So we see it as, as just diversification of marketing. And we see that even within partnerships, you know, you can diversify further. You know, if you have 100 partners, then you're diversifying across those 100 partners, right? If one of them is doing really well, another one's not doing well, it, it's just like your stock portfolio, it's going gonna, it's gonna to even out over time, right? Mm -hmm. So we see it as the future because we see companies wanting to have more control over their budgets, uh, wanting to have more outcome-based uh, economics, right? Where they're paying when they actually get what they want. Uh, and and being able to spread their eggs into multiple baskets. So, you know, from that perspective, it, it seems like a no-brainer to us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, valuable, interesting. Uh, can you tell uh, uh, types of partnership uh, that you can help, uh, you know, to find uh, others? For example, I mean, like, uh, uh, I think partnership is a broad term. You know, we, we have many different meanings. Uh, can you divide them uh, by sections? Uh, what kind of partnerships you can build with others? Yeah, so uh, I guess I'll give a few, a few high-level ones, right? So mm -hmm. one type of partnership, uh, especially for smaller companies, tends to be what we call brand-to-brand. Right. So that's mm -hmm. more of a business development relationship where you are partnering with another company that, you know, sells a uh, uh, not a competing good or service, but a complementary good or service. And you basically say, like, hey, let's refer each other uh, business. Right. So, so that's one kind of partnership. And that can be tracked directly and paid directly. Um, mm -hmm. Other types can be, you know, with publishers. And there are a lot of different kinds of publishers. Um, it can be with, uh, um, you know, small content sites, you know, used to be called bloggers. I don't know what we 
call them anymore. Um, but you know, those kinds of sites, or it can be with uh, large content sites, you know, uh, Wirecutter or Buzzfeed, right? They're, they are uh, affiliates in, in the partnership marketing mm -hmm. um, Or it can be, if you're an e-commerce company, for example, it can be with someone like Rakuten Loyalty, right? Uh, a giant loyalty site, or a, or if you have coupons, it can be with a with a, a deal or voucher site, you know, like uh, like Retail May Not. Uh, so it can be, uh, you know, th there's a million flavors of those kinds of, of of partners. And then on the influencer side, obviously, there's people who are promoting primarily via social media, um, and um, most of them, you know, they do want to get paid upfront. But uh, with the technology that exists now, even though you're paying them upfront, you can track the performance and understand you know, how much stuff got sold based on what they posted. So then you're able to make that connection, decide if you want to continue working with them and adjusting based on the performance. So, uh, and obviously influencers, there's a wide range of influencers. Uh, there's nano influencers, micro, macro, you know, Kim Kardashian. Uh, we don't work with the Kim Kardashian, but, but with a lot of the other ones. So uh, it can really be any flavor. Uh, and, and the great thing about the channel, about partnerships, is that because it's so, it's almost infinite, right? So it really just depends on what your business is and, and what you're trying to accomplish. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm interested how to find the right uh, partnership. For example, if I wanna cooperate with Kim Kardashian, probably I have no money. I need to sell everything that I have, you know, just for one post on Instagram, you know, all my properties, uh, cars, uh, wells, you know. Uh, but uh, for example, I found that um, uh, interesting partnership between Cristiano Ronaldo and Binance, for example. Uh, it's interesting because uh, we don't know how much money they can get, earn, uh, yeah. It's close deal, but we know about this partnership. Can you tell how to find partnerships uh, or partner who is related with my audience? For example, I think mm -hmm. Cristiano Ronaldo is playing football, but he's famous uh, as a person. You know, I think everyone knows him, uh, just a human being. Uh, Kim Kardashian probably is on the same boat, but uh, I think she, uh, you know, um, it's hard to cooperate with such celebrities that have a uh, huge audience. Uh, but uh, in most cases, uh, I need a partnership who, uh, you know, uh, to cooperate this partnership uh, when they are related with my audience. Can you tell how to yeah. uh, analyze that before yeah. uh, creating partnership? So, so look, the easiest way to do it, right, and where most people start is, um, uh, Put yourself in the shoes of, of your customer, right? And search for things in Google that you think your customer is searching for and see what's coming up that's not you, right? Mm -hmm. and, 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 try, and try to map out that ecosystem and see, again, you know, there are probably some things that are coming up that are direct competitors who are not going to be your partner, but there are probably a lot of other businesses that are coming up that are uh, complementary, right? And, and, and could be partners. So, so a lot of companies just start way it, that way. It's easy. It's free. It's just your time. Um, mm -hmm. The next level from there is there are tools that you can uh, that you can buy. Uh, we actually uh, purchased a company earlier this year called Grovia. Uh, mm -hmm. Grovia has a service and and a and a technology, a SaaS product where um, you can where you, you can date they can help you or you can directly use it to um, uh, do searches for different kinds of, uh, of partners. And then there's a whole kind of uh, CRM system that allows you to reach out to them and, and track it. So, so that's kind of the next level. But uh, honestly, I would say, you know, the, the first place to start is 
um, put yourself in the shoes of your customer and try to figure out who else is that customer interfacing with out there where it would make sense where there's a win-win proposition between you and them. And like I said earlier, you know, it may be that there's only a couple and you start with those, right? Start, find that one high quality one to begin. And then over time you can grow from there. Uh, but th th that's, it, it, it's pretty do it yourself from that standpoint. You don't need um, very expensive uh, technology to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Got it. Uh, valuable. Uh, I'm interested about uh, uh, control. For example, uh, if I set up some marketing campaigns, I can analyze uh, what kind of results can I get. Uh, some campaigns don't work. That's okay, you know, because we can uh, uh, find something else, you know, to analyze them, to set up the message or change something, you know, in our campaigns as well. Can you tell about partnership? How I can analyze uh, that partnership is good? And can I quit this partnership if I feel that it's not related with my goals and it's better to go to find someone else? Yeah, absolutely. So the first thing to understand is that uh, all the partnership programs that we set up and we would advocate in any partnership program uh, utilizes some kind of partnership marketing technology, right, to, to, to power it. So um, there are companies out there like Impact or Share a Sale or uh, CJ, right? That you know, their uh, their whole business is technology that allows you to connect and then track and pay partnerships, right? And then also mm -hmm. to have data around it to, to do the analysis. So, so the first thing is you know uh, having one of those technologies, selecting the right one, getting it set up uh, appropriately. Once you have that set up. Um, every transaction or every referral, whatever it is, right, is going to be tracked in that and you will have those analytics. So then it becomes a matter of just like any channel, right, um, sitting down and saying, okay, what is a good return for me? And, and how do I want to be thinking about that? Um, you know, if you are working with a lot of partners that are just putting out, you know, coupons for your, for, for your product, right, and just 10% off coupons, um, you may say, look, I need to get a 20 to 1 return on ad spend in order for this to be valuable, right? But mm -hmm. if you're working with uh, a really high quality uh, partner that's that's doing a lot of education and introducing new customers to you and you know doing a lot of that front end work, um, you may say, I'm happy with a two to one, right? But no one, you have to understand your own business economics, right? In order to make that determination, but all the data mm -hmm. will be there in that system. Um, you know, in terms of how, can you quit it, right? Uh, uh, short answer is yes, right? You know, if, if you have set this up via an affiliate program or something like that, then usually uh, it is a pretty simple opt-out mechanism, right? You develop kind of basic terms and conditions and the, each partner signs up and says, yes, we're going to do this. And, you know, in order to quit, we just have to, you know, send a seven-day notice or maybe some, some a lot of programs you can just quit immediately. Um, and if it's your program, right, if you're, if you're the, the advertiser with the part that has the program, you can set the rules however you want, right? You can kick people out <laughs> for if you, however you want. <laughs> um, if you're doing a more direct relationship, right, with Ronaldo or something, uh, you'll probably have to sign some kind of contract. And so you just want to make sure that the contract has whatever the terms are that you want so that you're able to get out if certain triggers aren't hit or, or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And do you help to, uh, to create this contract, you know, to check it out, to analyze uh, that it's good or not? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and you can, you know, you can find pretty basic, uh, 
all, all these technology platforms, they have pretty basic, you know, contracts. Mm -hmm. They come by different names. Sometimes they're called terms and conditions. Sometimes they're called insertion orders. Sometimes they're called contracts. But but they're basically the same thing. It's it's essentially here are the rules uh, from for the program, and uh, and and then you know if if someone's not following the rules, then you're able to remove them. But most of them also just say, if I want to remove you, you can be removed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you remind me the movie. If I wanna, you are dead. You, <laughs> you will be dead. <laughs> yeah, interesting about that. Um, can you tell uh, how businesses can know that it's time to find a partnership? Because you know, for example, uh, I know some companies that are looking for new ways to grow, and uh, they tried many marketing campaigns, uh, direct sales, many things. Anything? Uh, can you tell how uh, do you know that it's time? to search for partnership to grow on this direction? Yeah, uh, it's a good question. So I think the, the first part of it is um, what bandwidth do you have, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I kind of I alluded to it before, but like um, it, to do these things right and to find the good partners, you know, it does take time and energy. I think one of the fallacies about especially affiliate programs is you can create very good affiliate affiliate for money just, you know, by sending out form templates, uh, which you, as you mm -hmm. stated, you know, doesn't work very well. Um, so, uh, so, so a big part of it is, do you have the bandwidth to, uh, to effectively, um, uh, start it and manage a program? Uh, if the answer is mm -hmm. no, then you're probably not ready for it. Right. Um, mm -hmm. I think the rule of thumb for us is that as companies start to get towards the, you know, five, $10 million revenue, uh, uh, mark that if they don't have one of these programs, then they are probably missing growth opportunities. And, and, and that's probably a good time to start. A lot of companies who are smaller than that certainly have them. Uh, but, but again, that's because they've identified it as a place where they want to, to make that investment. But I can't tell you, you know, if you're a, if you're a, a million dollar, you know, three person company, you know, whether partnerships is the right investment or paid search is the right investment. I, I, that's, that's something I can't say kind of, you know, from, from sitting here. But what I can tell you is that um, these programs, par partnership programs don't uh, um, happen overnight, right? Because they are mm -hmm. relationships. Um, you have to bring on the partner, you have to get them set up, they have to start promoting, you have to get the customers in the funnel. Um, so, so they tend to, to scale up pretty gradually, you know, six to 12 months. Um, and especially if you're, if you're, you know, tr only trying to find a couple of, of high quality partners, like it's going to take time for that, for that to happen. Mm -hmm. So I think the, uh, another big part of it to determine if you're ready is like, are you in a place in your business where you're able to spend six to 12 months investing in a channel that in the future, you know, should yield a lot of, of value but is going to be, you know, potentially uh, uh, in the red, right, in the near term. Uh, it, it's faster than SEO, you know, SEO takes a few years. <laughs> if you want to get yeah, that I mean, result. It's probably between, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's between paid social and, and SEO probably yeah. in terms of the, uh, <laughs> uh, the, the timing. Yeah, I agree. But paid, paid marketing works uh, well, uh, but, you yeah. know, it costs a lot as well. So, yeah. And, and that's, why we're, that's why we're not advocating for abandoning it, right? You know, it's a lever you can pull and it can move volume quickly. And, and mm -hmm. you know, we would never say, like, don't do that. Uh, we're just saying, you know, balance it out with, with, with other stuff.
Exactly. Yeah. You know, uh, I often get the question. Um, I'm looking for ways to quit my pay-per-click campaigns because uh, we want to get SEO traffic. And I ask them why you need to quit it. You know, if it sells, if it brings results, you don't need to quit it. Just uh, use two channels, SEO and pay-per-click. Exactly. You can find for other channels as well. As well. Okay. Uh, I have the question about uh, how to learn uh, about partnership. For example, if you started today from scratch without any experience, skills, what will you do to learn more about this direction if someone want to jump on this field? Yeah. So um, uh, there's some books you can certainly read. Uh, uh, myself and the founder of our company have a couple books. One is called Performance Partnerships, which was a few years ago. Uh, the uh, second one is called Outcomes, um, moving to the uh, outcome-based marketing, which you talked about before. Um, both of those give kind of a good overview of how everything works. I think more tactically, um, there's a guy named Gino Prusikov who's written uh, several kind of how-to books around uh, affiliate marketing, and, and those are quite good in terms of understanding like the nitty-gritty. Um, on, our, on our website, accelerationpartners.com, uh, we actually have a course, an affiliate 101 course where, that you can take and, and you can start there. Uh, and there's mm -hmm. lots of other content. Um, and then Impact, which is uh, uh, one of the technology companies I mentioned earlier, um, they have courses as well. And they have, they've set up a whole um, uh, uh, part of their business, which is around educating people in, in partnership. So there's a lot of resources out there uh, that you can take advantage of around this, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, love it, love it. Uh, uh, for example, you know, uh, I want to share from my experience. If I have clients who understand uh, SEO or organic reach, I can provide much higher results with them because uh, they understand what we want to do. And uh, it's the same, I don't know, if uh, someone uh, is going to lose weight or learn, I don't know, probably French, any other languages, it's better to understand why uh, you are doing this. Uh, what is your final goal? But when people don't understand and think that uh, mentors or coaches can help them, you know, to decide all their problems, it doesn't work like this. Uh, that's why I usually tell my clients to learn a little bit about SEO, to spend a few days to read uh, articles, tutorials, anything. Can you tell, uh, for example, if someone want to jump uh, on partnership they need to understand the basic uh you shared uh, about deep level i mean like <laughs> to learn a lot uh, to take courses uh for example if i have only a few days uh what i need to do to understand how it works and uh, why uh, it's suitable with my goals yeah so so i would i would start with our uh, 101 class on our i, I mean it's i call it a class it's a it's it's an mm -hmm. hour um and and there's and there's lots of um of content there. Those are really good places to start. Um, so I would start there. But the reality is, you know, look, much like SEO, um, you can understand the top level, but there is a lot of nuance and stuff that that, that goes mm -hmm. on, right? So um, you, you, I would I would argue that yes, people should understand the top level. But if this is something they really want to get into for their business, that they should be getting further into it and really understanding more of the details. Um, you know, one of the real issues that comes up, uh, and to your point, like where you can't have a consultant just tell you what to do, right, is with attribution. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you're running multiple channels, like you were talking before, if you're doing SEO and you're running paid search and you have Facebook and you have partnerships, um, because partnerships get paid out after the transaction, they often look like they are the, the lowest in the attribution, uh, you know, funnel. Um, mm -hmm. and so then a lot of people start to say, well, so why am I doing it? Right. But then if they remove those partnerships, 
they they end up losing sales, which indicates that they're not the lowest in the attribution uh, uh, ranking. Mm -hmm. So so if people don't understand attribution and kind of how their marketing stack is built and how a partnership is going to interact with that, um, it, it can cause trouble. And, you know, I'm sure you've had this conversation with some of your clients, like no one can tell you how to do attribution. Like you, you have to decide like what is valuable, right? And so mm -hmm. understanding that is, is, the, is the biggest thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, valuable. Uh, I have the question about common mistakes that companies can do with partnership. Can you share three common mistakes that it's better to avoid? Yeah, so one common mistake is something that you started with, right? It's just blasting out crappy forum emails. Like you're not going to get a lot of traction that way. <laughs> Um, and the partners that you get that way are probably not the partners that you want, right? So, so that's number one. Um, number two is is just not as I kind of already alluded to this, but not being willing to invest the resources and time that is actually necessary to do it. Um, you know, much like you can't build a valuable relationship with a family member if you're only giving them a minute a, a month, right? You, you can't build valuable relationships with with partners, you know, in business if you're only giving them a minute a month. So you have to uh you know be willing to to put in the time to to nurture those relationships and handle them appropriately or else they're not going to yield value um and then i think the the third is um setting it and forgetting it right a lot of people uh companies they will bring in partners they will focus on the acquisition of partners they will not focus on the maintaining their relationship and feeding the relationship right mm -hmm. if you only focus on acquisition of partners uh you will have this constant treadmill of stuff and your program won't actually grow so it's you got to focus on both of those things and making sure that you're actually you know maintaining the relationships once once they're in the program mm -hmm. uh i have the question uh that you can reply it depends uh but <laughs> i will <Probably> ask <laughs> yeah uh for example if i send some outreach emails uh, in SEO field, you know, for example, I, I want to get some links uh, or mentions. Uh, I usually get like 8% of response rate. You know, mm -hmm. uh, not a lot. 92% uh, are avoided, ignored. Can you tell uh, how many emails or pitches do I need to send to uh, partners? Uh, of course, I understand that it's better to uh, pay attention with quality than quantity. But uh, anyway, uh, I think uh, many businesses or, or potential partners are busy people. They have no time to check out all these pitches. Can you tell the average data? Uh, how, how many pitches to do or yeah know, it's a good question um uh, to be perfectly honest i don't know the answer to that question um <laughs> yeah, I, have, yeah it, it, we'd have to look at, at the data um my gut tells me that if you're doing advanced work and like you said you know thinking about quality uh i would imagine it's probably actually a similar response weight rate to seo i mean you're kind of asking for you know for mm -hmm. a similar type of, of thing so you're the eight percent number that you just gave like feels reasonable to me, but I'll be honest, I don't, I don't know the answer to that off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah, I okay, got it. Uh, can you tell about tools? Uh, what kind of tools to use uh, to send these emails or uh, any tools that can help with partnership? Yeah, so um, I mentioned before, I think that the main tool are these technologies that, that kind of underpin the programs that do the tracking and the payment and the reporting and mm -hmm. all that stuff. So, you know, again, Impact, Share a Sale, uh, CJ, like Link Share. Uh, sorry, not they're Rakuten now, not Link Share. Um, uh, you know, those are going to be the primary tools. And, and for a lot of companies, that's the only tool that they really use, right? Because all those companies have 
um, uh, you know, kind of different functionality built into them that, that allow uh, companies to, to do a lot of this stuff. Um, then there are ancillary tools, as I mentioned, uh, Grovia, uh, which is part of our company, is one that allows for um, uh, recruitment uh, and identification of, of partners. Um, there are others that are around compliance. So uh, Brand Verity uh, is one that, that, that a lot of people use for compliance, where you can see, like, are, are your partners... Uh, uh, bidding on your brand term or doing other stuff that, that's not allowed. Um, there's a tool called Forensic, uh, which is actually owned by Impact, where if you're doing, you know, more complicated lead generation or other kinds of things, uh, Forensic can, can uh, monitor for fraud and make sure that, you know, there's not a call center in the Philippines that keeps, you know, driving leads to get paid, uh, <laughs> or whatever it is. So um, th there's a lot of tools, but to be perfectly honest, for most smaller businesses, I, I would just start with the 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 platform, you know, the basic platform, uh, and pretty much everything you need is going to be in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, love it, love it. Um, I have the question about uh, technical aspect of uh, finding the right uh, partnership. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, can you tell, uh, for example, how to find the right partnership if I have a uh, hundred? prospects a lot of them and uh, how i can uh, group them or segment or filter out someone uh, that are not uh, related with my niche or my products uh, yeah more about that i would think about it just like customer segmentation right mm -hmm. uh, who do you see as kind of your the high value you know center of circle customer who do you see as kind of the next ring outside of that and then who do you see as the next ring uh, outside of that, um, th that's how I would I would think about it, and and I would say, okay, you know, these five or ten are the ones who I see is really center of circle for my value proposition. I'm going to spend a lot of time customizing the outreach and doing the you know the the research. The next ring outside of that, I'm gonna, I'm going to do so somewhat less. Um, honestly, if someone is not you know at, at least in those first two rings, you have to ask yourself like, why am I even reaching out to them? Because is that ultimately going to be a partnership that's going to yield any value, uh, especially given that I'm going to have to put some some time and energy into it, right? So uh, uh, th that's how I would think about it, kind of from from a customer segmentation standpoint. Mm -hmm. Yeah, interesting. Uh, I have the final question about yeah. uh, you know uh, your book about uh, why partnerships are the future of marketing. Can you tell why partnerships are the future of business? Uh, yeah. So I mean, part of it is what I said before, just in terms of. Uh, businesses want to be able to control the economics and they want to be able to mm -hmm. control the ecosystem. So, so that's a big part of it. Um, I also think that, that a lot of the world is going in that direction and come and mm -hmm. pr primarily because not primarily, but driven a lot because of the collapse of programmatic and display, right? So a lot of companies, uh, publishers and, uh, that used to make a lot of money, uh, on programmatic and display. Uh, are making much, much, much less money on that. And so they are now moving into partnerships as a way to fill that void. So the the supply side of the partnership marketing world has really exploded, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and and so now the demand side is, is, is catching up. So that's a big part of it. And then I think the last part of it is that one of the reasons that people stayed away from certain kinds of partnerships in the past was they didn't have transparency or effective tools or technology to really understand what was going on. You know, there was a lot of fraud. There was a lot of bad stuff going on. Over the last few years, the industry of partnerships has totally changed. And we, uh, it, you know, it's now become much more, you know, white hat, uh, I guess, as we would say. Uh, and, uh, and so now companies can say, well, 
I'm willing to put my dollars there because I don't have to worry about it, you know, being lost to fraud or or leaking to Russian bots or whatever it is, right? Uh, it, the the industry, has, a lot of the industry, is completely um, uh, transformed in terms of how it can uh, manage itself. And so, for all those reasons, I see it as the future of partnerships. Sorry. The future. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. I think transparency uh, concerns any niches, marketing, yeah. sales, everywhere, because Everything. customers are clever than ever. You know, it's uh, hard to manipulate, to cheat them, and you don't need to do it. I don't recommend it. It's just <laughs> mentioned about that. Yeah, uh, you need to be transparent if you want to uh, go ahead. And I think all companies, businesses pay a lot of attention uh, to build uh uh, true relationship with their customers. Uh, Matt, is, it's a big pleasure to get you on my show, to learn from you. You shared a lot of valuable insights. Tell our audience how they can reach out to you, learn more about you, follow you. Yep. Uh, accelerationpartners.com is the best place to go. I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, there's lots of information on, on both places and uh, happy to chat with anybody. Okay, guys, you can find all these links in the description below. Listen to us on Apple, Google, Spotify, and see you next time. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.